0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Carter Pilcher founded Shorts International in 2000, the year 2000, coming from a background both in investment, banking, and law. Uh, Carter has an extensive career as well as in the U.S. Air Force Academy, Uh, just one of these people that has an amazing background that may not always fit your perception of who would be involved in the film industry, but nonetheless has, in fact, brought together all of these different disciplines and has established himself as one of, if not the preeminent person to talk to about short films, certainly on that short list. He is a founder of Short's at H.D., uh, the home of short films, uh, almost anywhere you'd like to go, whether it's on DirecTV or any number of other platforms, he is the person that you would want to have as someone, as a guest, and we are so fortunate every year to be able to talk to him about the shorts uh, that are nominated for Best Narrative, Best Animated, and Best Documentary Film for the Academy Awards, and as always, my pleasure, to welcome to film school, Carter Pilcher. Carter, welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Mike. It's great to be here. I, I uh, every year look forward to this uh, this little uh, moment to be with you. I, I think <clears throat> that that it's just it's it's great to be able to really talk more than in in a soundbite about the film. So so I appreciate your. Putting this together every year.
0: Well, thank you, and, and it is, as I almost always say to you, some of the best films you'll see are, all year are the short films uh, for a lot of reasons, but we'll get into that as we progress in our in our conversation. Uh, tell us a little bit about this year. Is there something about that sort of marks this year in terms of its the films that were nominated in terms of reception or, or something about them that is a common thread, or is it just that they're all great films?
1: Well, I, I, first of all, I would say that uh, it is you know, one of the exciting things about this category
0: mm-hmm.
1: is that the hurdles to getting into to making your film are much lower than they are in other uh, disciplines in filmmaking. And so <clears throat> this is the only place where you have a college student competing against a Disney uh, Pixar team, yeah. or you have um, narratives that are about subjects that normally would not be covered that are too either don't suit a short um, uh, a, a short um, time frame or that are um, too controversial maybe to be put into a short time frame or okay. to be put into a feature film
0: frankly. Yeah. yeah so okay so you're right and this is the beautiful thing about it and we see the uh, the 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 ability of these filmmakers to be able to compress a lot of information and a lot of storyline in a very economical way and tell it and, and at times that makes it a more powerful punch, if you will, in terms of its impact on an audience as well. that has been my my perception yep. of it. Um, well, and,
1: and I think I think in this medium, filmmakers take more risks. They're nobody's. You know, they're not being they're not being paid for by a studio. Mm-hmm. They're Definitely um, uh, doing this out of often in these, and you'll see in a lot of these films, there's real passion in the in the filmmaking, and the the story itself is more passionate. So I, I think it's it's a great it it just creates a much almost a different type of filmmaking, a very mm-hmm. direct, passionate, and all and and visceral um, response from audiences, just because it's 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 more raw or Shocking or interesting.
0: Yeah. By the way, before we get into the, the, our conversation any further, your role in terms of the academy, tell us a little bit about – describe what you – how you connect to the um, –
1: Yeah. I, I'm uh, – so I'm a member of the uh, branch. The academy is divided into a series of guilds. Really, we call them branches, but uh, because there are, there's a Screen Actors Guild, and nobody wants to be confused with the guild. But, but really, it's it's a guild, and so each group of us are put in our are uh, invited to join the academy by fellow people in our discipline. So the actors invite actors, the directors invite directors, producers invite producers, and each. Each little branch of the academy manages its own awards. They, we manage, as a group, we manage the criteria for the awards. We manage who gets nominated for the awards. We, we, we. Everything is is done by us. So the actors don't sit and say, "Oh, the directors shouldn't do this," or the producers don't say, "Well, the, the feature animators have to do that," or. You know, it's all documentarians handle the documentaries, the cinematographers look after cinematographers. So it's a very important part of uh, the award process, which is being recognized by, by the people who know you best. And that's what's really happening here in the short films, that the process starts back in... So it's it's professionals, people who have made lots of short films that really know, that have won Oscars, or been nominated for Oscars, in the short film category. So it's it's people who know this category inside and out. And that's why I think every year the nominees are so amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, they are. Well, let's start uh, with live action, okay? okay. Uh, we The nominees in this category are DeKalb Elementary, My Nephew Emmett, The Eleven O'Clock, The Silent Child, and Watu Wote, or Wotee. All of Us is the, uh, I guess, the English right. translation for that. Um, and anywhere you'd like to start, we can start, if you want, with DeKalb Elementary. And uh, just sort of, yeah. descri- let's let's just talk from there.
1: Well, DeKalb Elementary, of course, uh, in our theatrical release, we put that as the first film in. And uh, when you walk into the theater, all right, when the release opens, because it's such a shocking, kind of picks you up right as you you know, just it feels like a normal day in the in this school that you walk into, and the events that unfold are uh, riveting and shocking. It's a they've really employed a style. They're uh, American filmmakers, but they've employed a style that's often used in European filmmaking, and that is uh, kind of. I call it a slice of life, but they just kind of drop you in to the middle of things happening, and then something really amazing happens in the middle of it. You don't know who the people are, but what happens is so riveting and so uh, shocking that you can't turn away from it. Yeah.
0: And and I'll just make the observation about DeKalb Elementary is is that it plays on audiences' anxiety for um. The reasons that are unfortunate in our society today—that it feels like a story that is not as unusual as unique as we would like to maybe believe—you know what I'm saying? We, we're we're yes. familiar with this story,
1: and I think we're familiar with it. And and the thing that is that brings it re- home in a beautiful way is that both of the actors—it's really a, a duet. Yeah. Uh, are are phenomenal and the 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 female actress is absolutely i think it's i think her performance is probably one of the best performances you'll see in the oscars this year yeah yeah i agree agree. agree.
0: (laughs) it's very touching it is an emotional film and and um yes so there's that's the first now um i'm going to just leapfrog here to the comedic relief in this bunch which I just loved. I mean, this is so funny, um, and it's called the Eleven O'clock, and it's 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 Python esque in a way, in the in terms of the interaction. It's go ahead and describe it. I'm sorry, I got a little bit ahead of us here.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, it is hilarious. It is a play on the idea of two psychiatr of a psychiatrist who sees his one of his patients, and uh, and and this is a it is an amazing film. It was shot, uh, the, the producer, writer, uh, explained the other day. It was shot in a day. Okay. But that, but, so the shooting was easy. This is the kind of film where, and you can see why it was shot in a day. It's a very simple setup and a simple film and all filmed in one office. But the thing that is amazing is the writing and the comedic writing. And, and, and comedy is really one of the most difficult disciplines, and we very seldom really focus on just how difficult it is to make comedy work. But this comedy works. There's joke after joke and punchline after punchline. They build it in a hilarious way, and and it is... it's both clever and hilarious,
0: yes, and to your point, it's timing that it's this really quick back and forth between these two people again, a film that's really just two people I mean there's a couple of <laughs> we have a couple of other kind of uh, waltz in and out, but more or less it's these two uh, performers and it's just funny and sharp and, and smart and just a really good film uh, and By the way, I just want to identify the director, Darren Seal is the director of this uh moving on yes. uh, moving on to uh the silent child which is another film that easily fe- feels to me like it could be a feature film um but it gives us a lot in the ver- in the 20 minutes that we have with these people um tell us a little bit about the silent child this is chris overton's film
1: yes uh chris and and rachel shenton yes is the, so the thing that so this is once you get to know the people who made it, you understand where the film came from, and this is what's really amazing. This film came from a young uh, couple, engaged couple, madly in love with each other she her she grew up rachel, the the ma- main actress in the film, grew up with a father who was deaf, mm. and he became and and realized all of this how difficult it is to be deaf in today's society. And so she wrote this script. Showed it to her boyfriend, her fiancé, and said, would you make this film? He's a director. And he said, wow. He said, you know, she's an actress in uh, soap operas. And he said, well, and he, 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 when he tells the story, it's very funny because he says, you know, I never expected that she, she would be able to write something I'd want to make. And he said, I read it and it was phenomenal and we added a little bit but he said then and then we said about making it and, and uh so it's really it's a passion project yeah. when you watch the movie her performance is fabulous yes. and they they have a de- young deaf girl who plays the lead and the whole film is just amazing and moving. Yes,
0: I couldn't agree more. And you, exactly, you, you you said it before I did. This is one of the great things about the short film uh, category. These are passion projects. These are things that mean something to those filmmakers who make them. And this is a great example of that. Um, watu wote, uh, or all of us. Am I saying that correctly?
1: Yeah, watu wote. Yeah, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's just by uh, Katja Benroth is the dire- the director of this film.
1: Uh, so Katja is a student at the uh, Hamburg Media School in Germany, and had, had read about this um, this incident that happened, where a group of uh, a busload of Christians and Muslims in Kenya uh, were attacked by terrorists and. Uh, and what happened the way and, and what really happened is that uh, the muslims um, you know they, the Muslims insisted they tried to separate the Christians and Muslims and kill them it's a, it's a you know, it's a documented event yeah. uh, and kill the christians and and the Muslims didn't permit it and protected the christians and and it's all the things that happen it's it's probably of the films it's the most cinematic it's the most amazing. Story, and it's uh, and she went off and shot it in the middle of Africa, and her stories are just amazing. The way uh, you know she they had the story, knew what they were doing, but they shot it in uh, in Kigali, I believe is the name of the language. Uh, but it's it's an, it it really is you you are taken completely into Africa, completely into yeah. the situation, and you see the day to day life how of. Of people who live in this kind of tension and culture, culture where there is tension between religious groups, and just how tough it is. Yeah. it's amazing and a beautiful, beautiful story.
0: And and also that you see life in in the, in this part of the world in Africa, how how it actually is. Like they need an escort uh, to take a bus from one point to another. Which I mean, it's yeah. a world in which uh, I can't imagine. Just sort of the the day to day sort of stress and strain of living in a in a world that is like that. But that's the reality, and it's beautifully rendered, as you said, beautifully rendered in this film. And finally, uh, my nephew Emmett. Uh, this is Kevin Wilson Jr.'s film. Tell us about this remarkable film.
1: Okay, uh, my nephew Emmett is absolutely fantastic. It is a story um, of a Emmett Till, yeah. a uh, black. Teenager who went to visit his uncle in Mississippi, <clears throat> and this is really shot in a way that is um, it, that is very moving. Yeah. The, the cinematography is absolutely first rate, yes. beautiful, yes. and uh, and really it's an amazing uh, piece of cinema. Right. It's a it's a very very sad, troubling. Story. It's one that that uh, deeply moves whoever watches it, yeah. uh, and it's a it's really a great a great piece of filmmaking.
0: And also for those people who do know the Emmett Till story, they'll know the the subtext of what is being what's going on here. It, for me, it, it it makes history living. Okay, we know, if you know, you know. I mean, what happened to Emmett Till, but it makes it a living, breathing event. And in in a way that is, it just yeah, it just pulls at your heart. And and, it, and go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, I was just going to say the 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 performance by the uncle who plays Moses Wright yeah. is uh, a, a known actor named L. B. Williams. L. B. Williams. It was the last piece he did. He uh, oh. he had um, cancer when he did this. He thought this was such an important story to be involved with and to to tell that he. Um, he he uh, participated and, and shot this. The film was finished in May and L B. Williams passed away in July. Oh my god. And so it's a very both the film itself and uh, the fact that it um, that L B Williams had, had uh, dedicated himself to this film was a was really a, makes it a very special piece of work.
0: Wow. Well, I want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with Carter Pilcher, and, uh, one of the preeminent uh, uh, experts and uh, fans of, of uh, short films and, um, and involved, obviously, a big part of the Academy and the Academy Awards and the, all the things that go into that. Let's move on to the documentary series here. I'll start with Edith and Eddie. Um, this is Laura Chickaway's uh, film about an elderly couple. Tell us a little bit about this.
1: Uh, Edith and Eddie are in their 90s uh, Ed- uh, Eddie has been married four times they meet each other <laughs> they fall in love uh, they get married he's white she's black mm-hmm. They their families of course are outraged and shocked both sides of the family uh, she has mild dementia um, and this is just a story about their they're uh, falling in love mm-hmm. and all the problems that ensue uh when and the government's involved because she because she has mild dementia has a, a carer uh, part of one of these caregiver programs and so it's the it's the 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 tension is created by the fact that one daughter who is her guardian is trying to um, separate her from Eddie and uh, and it's a very—it it becomes a tragic and sad story, but it's also a very hopeful and uh, lovely story about romance in the in your 90s.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, love is always a possibility, and that comes across in this film. And they do yeah. love one another, but it also gets into a whole other realm of how we care for the elderly. How do we take how, how much input do they actually have in terms of making decisions about uh, their own lives? Uh, it's a very difficult subject when we're all facing one way or the another uh, in our families and uh, it is uh it is a really well done film and also mentioned that the producer uh Cher, got involved with this so she's making a big she's stepped in to sort of become part of the uh discussion if you will about elder right. care um let's jump over right. to yeah let's let's jump over to heroin um tell us a little bit about uh, this film
1: Heroin. It's heroin and heroine. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it. Right, right. Uh, it's a it's a lovely um, portrait of a police officer who becomes the chief of police in Huntington, West Virginia, mm-hmm. which is the capital of opiate addiction in the wor- in, in America. It's the the highest numbers percentage wise of opiate abusers and addicts. It, it's a shocking, shocking tale uh, in terms of the, the effect on the devastation that the, commu- that the that heroin is is wreaking on this community. Yeah. And it's a... Um, but it's also a a very hopeful portrait of a police officer who then becomes the chief of police who really mobilizes the community to accept and uh, encourage help using all the different uh, potentials that are at their disposal. You know, whether it's hmm. going to jail or going to court, or uh, working in the community, going out and feeding them, going out and providing uh, drug remedies, and or getting them when they're overdosed. It's an amazing it 's really an amazing tale and a, and a broad picture of a devastated community but some but but also a lovely picture of how the community fights back in a humane and loving way with with all the addicts that are in their midst right
0: It, it focuses on these three women and their attempts to turn these people 's lives around do what they can. Um, and it, it again. It's another film that touches on a lot of different things: the the cycle of abuse, how we treat people who are abuse, abusing drugs, the criminal justice system, the responsibility of the pharmaceutical industry. All these different things are in the mix. They're sort of in in the background, but this very personal stories about these three very very motivated and very beautiful women who, who, who are involved in, in this. Yeah,
1: I, I thought it was just, it's an amazing, amazing movie.
0: And that film is Elaine McMillian Sheldon. She is the director of that. Uh, moving Great. on to Knife Skills, another film I really liked quite a bit, Knife Skills, uh, another film about criminal justice and exactly. and how we deal with people. Tell us a little bit about Knife Skills. This is Thomas Lennon's film.
1: Yes, exactly. So this, this film is just an amazing picture of... Uh, of of a guy uh, who has a restaurant, uh, and he wants to do something unique and helpful in his his little part of the community. and, and he has been a the the main character in the in the movie has been a uh, uh, had been in prison at, at some point in his past, yeah. and realizes the importance of, of creating opportunities for people as they reenter life after prison. So creates this restaurant. In Cleveland, that's supposed to be the best French restaurant. That uh, aspires to be the best French restaurant in Cleveland, and it will be only uh, the only employees are graduates from prison. Yeah, so it's an amazing story of how you take all these guys who've never really cooked before, guys and girls, and uh, and bring them and are just coming out of prison and bring them through this whole program. And give them a, a real life skill and an opportunity to go forward. It's a, it's it's a very touching movie. It is,
0: and it is, and there's a lot of different people in the mix here, a lot of different stories to be told, uh, and very well rendered, very beautiful film. Uh, next, traffic stop. Again, another film that has a lot of so, uh, social and, pol- and sort of political uh, subtext to it. This is Kate Davis's film.
1: Yeah, I thought so. Traffic stop. You know, we all hear about these. Uh, Horror, it, it's very hard when you listen to the news to really understand what's happening, what the kind of people are that are being stopped by police. We hear stories from uh, the African American community that are that feel like they're being un, un, uh, unfairly treated. Stop uh, stories from the police who are afraid and explain why they're afraid. So this this film really goes into one woman and shows the 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 what happens when she's stopped by the police and it, she lives in the south yeah. it's a it's clearly an unfair traffic stop the The way she's treated is unfair and and but you even see behind that and what a wonderful person she is in terms of the community and how that kind of uh, fear really that's there. Plays on both sides and creates, a, 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 and in the end, it ruins. It it, it really ruins her life. It doesn't completely ruin her life, but it 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 just makes her life so awful. Yeah. And and you realize that she doesn't deserve that, and that that's a that that's something that needs to be remedied. And so it was a it was a very thoughtful, yeah, uh, interesting look, personal look at at what. Um, the greater tension in society can do in, in terms of affecting one particular life.
0: And it's the trauma, the, the aftermath of this yeah. sort of trauma that she's dealing with. And we're going to end with uh, uh, Heaven is a Traffic Jam on the 405, and that's Frank Stifle or Stifel? I'm not sure how to say his name. Stifle. Stifle. Um Stifle. Uh, portrait of an artist. Tell us a little bit about this.
1: Uh, amazing story of an artist, uh, a female artist who I hadn't uh, encountered before, uh, who has a severe mental illness mm-hmm. from birth uh, and develops, and, and then all of these tragedies that happen through her life because of her mental illness, but through all of it, she is really, uh, and she suffers from depression, She, but she is sustained uh, by people who are kind to her and who support her in her art, and her art really is a thing that that sustains her, and it's just an amazing. She has an amazing ability, creative ability, ability to to um, recreate faces and people in in paper mache and in drawing that that uh, that make her a well a very well known artist. Yet at the same time, it's a it's a very uh, troubling and and difficult story of of combating and and kind of bringing her talent out through her mental despite her mental illness.
0: I'll tell you if there was ever a story about someone who was able to adapt and make something from what you're describing as some horrific uh, events in her life this is a story that you'll want to watch because it is just it's a moving story and you I couldn't help but be taken in by her and her her ability to sort of navigate all of these things that happened to her and in some naive way she still she sees things in a sort of a, a naive way about her her life which i think has helped sustain her as well it's just a remarkable story really True. it's a,
1: and it's it's a, a little bit and you realize too <clears throat> that her mental illness actually in some ways allows her to look more kindly yes. on a lot of really horrible things that have happened to her, and to kind of look at the, and, and almost matter-of-factly, and never uh, with the, the sense that this, you know, that the retaliatory sense, this person, I need to get revenge, this person was doing right. something evil to
0: right. me. Yeah, no, it's a it's a fantastic, fantastic really film. film, and well, and finally, and not not that last is is not is not least in this case for sure. Well, let's move on to the animation, and I'll say what I say. I think every year, which is every year, animation category gets more creative and more engaging and more, in some ways, more lifelike. But certainly, it's all about the stories, and that's what distinguishes great uh, good animation from great animation. And let's start with our beloved local hero. Uh, that would be Kobe Bryant. And the film is called Dear Basketball. The director is Glenn Keane.
1: Exactly. And the composer is John Williams. So oh, That's right. <laughs> if, if you could get a trifecta of big names, bigger names than this, to do a, a, a small film, I don't know if that were, who they could be. Glenn Keane, as you know, marvelous amazing top direct top uh, animator at disney uh he uh was one of the bi- their big character animators he did uh the the genie in aladdin
0: yes he
1: his <laughs> father uh was bill keen who uh created family circus the cartoon strip so it, Glenn is just an amazing guy he's, this is his second he's either shortlisted or nominated you know every few years because he's just such a talent and this and, and it is his drawing that make this one, this story just so beautiful. Yeah. Um it's it's a very simple idea and I think it was made the film was originally made just as Kobe's tribute to basketball in in as he retires.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but it is a fabulous piece and uh really a, an honor to have it amongst our nominees. It is. Let's
0: well, garden party. This is a whole bunch of directors: uh, Florian, <laughs> Babickian, Vincent Bayou. Um, boy, could they make this any more difficult? I'm mean, not even Victor. Okay, let me just. Here's a
1: great story. Yeah, don't tra- don't try all those names. <laughs> These, this is six young guys, and this is one of the great things about this category. Here we have in this category Kobe Bryant competing against Disney, competing against six guys who did this as a as their uh, thesis project at uh, animation grad school, okay. right? Yeah. So at these guys, six guys, this is their, their graduation project. They live in a house together. They rented a house, live together, and, and they're given this one project. Their project is about, I will, Garden Party is a story of frogs, and they <laughs> yes. are using hyper-realistic technology. It's an amazing story, and once you see the film, you will want to know everything you can about it. But the guys, because you – it, what is amazing is no one, no one watches the movie and thinks for a second that it's anything other than a documentary, <laughs> at least to start with. But these guys, they make it so real. And they, we were at several of the audiences we were with them recently, and we asking, "How did you do this?" In their house, they they bought all these little terrariums and filled their house with all kinds of frogs, <laughs> so that they were constantly observing how frogs move, how frogs look. And that's the thing when you go to see this, see if you don't agree that they have actually captured the exact movements, sounds, everything of frogs and toads and everything else that. Unlike I've never seen before
0: i I love this film, and you're absolutely right. It's just visually it's just amazing. It's what I'm talking about when I say the technology has gotten just beyond belief in that regard in terms of replicating and and enhancing and making it interesting but the the frog in the jar has got to be
1: one of my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never look at a macaroon the same way again. After you seen this movie? Oh my gosh. Okay, on to another
0: touching film. Uh, one that touches on the on on the bit of acceptance uh, for small kids, especially important. And that is Lou, and that's Dave Mullen's yeah. film, uh, very touching little movie. It's
1: a it's not only touching. It's a, it's just an amazingly uh confident idea. Yeah. It's it's very clever. He takes uh Dave takes uh a a lot of lost and found items and creates a character out of them who is just the most amazing and compassionate character and who does uh, and teaches the anti-hero in the movie, teaches him to become actually the hero. It's a lovely, lovely story. Yes, it is.
0: Wonderful film. And then finally, uh, finally, we've got uh, Negative Space, and this is Max Porter and Rue Kua Hata's film um, tell us a little bit but this is more of a I would say a more of a traditional animation I don't know if that's the right word to use but uh, yeah okay. it's a
1: stop motion animation stop motion yeah and in that sense it's it's very traditional it, it's a uh, it's a lovely story it's a beautiful set uh, way to tell the story it's about it's a father son story yep. uh, they, they bond around packing yep. their suitcase and it's just so it's a very uh, clever, intellectually idea. It's an interesting film, uh, okay. and what is it, it is just beautifully played out, yeah. and the ending is is um, is is very satisfying.
0: Yeah, it is, and as always, as the, so many of these films, I'd say almost all of these films, you come away with this kind of. Um, perspective uh, of life and the, you know, sort of the the humanity. I guess that's the best way to put it. And finally, in terms of our our uh, animated films, Revolting Rhymes, and this is Jacob Shue and Jan La. Oh boy. Jan La Schauer, La Schauer.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, they're Germans, yeah. and it's Jakob and Jan.
0: Jakob and Jan, okay.
1: And. and uh, and so, and and this is produced by Magic Light Pictures. Now, Magic Light Pictures are a couple of British producers, and a company here in in London. And they they did the Gruffalo. They they oh, yeah. produced uh, the Room on the Broom. They're brilliant, brilliant uh, animation producers. But I would have to say this is probably their best work. Um, I, I, it's a it's a big it's it's a short film, but it feels like a very big picture. Yep, it has a fabulous narrative, an amazing the the animation is just gorgeous. It is, but uh, and Dominic West voice, voices the main character, and Tamsin Gregg, who is a a British voice that you will have heard many times, is the uh, is one of the secondary characters. But they're they're it's an amazing picture. And it is uh, really worth your time to see. It's just a. Uh, he it, it's uh, uses rolled dolls. Uh, revolting Rhymes is really a Roald doll title. Yeah. Uh, he had a series of rhymes that kind of turned fairy tales on their head. Yes. And this goes one step further and takes all the fairy tales, jams them all together, all the revolting rhymes, turns them into a story and animates them. And it's just a, It's just a very clever, funny. Um, an interesting uh, piece.
0: Yes, it is. And absolutely, with all these films, I think the the thread in all of them is their creativity and their ability to you know, really focus our attention on things that uh, the filmmakers feel are important and execute them beautifully. It really is all of those things. This is uh, such a great time that I get to spend with you, Carter, and to talk about these films, as I say, I think every year. These are some of the best films you'll see. In, in the course uh, of your year.
1: I totally agree. I think that if you have... There, there's a, that one of the reasons to go see these films is that you can watch the whole category in an hour and a half yeah. and feel like you really have covered a ground of lots of different filmmaking, lots of different stories, but then have a view about, your own view about which films really work and which films don't, mm-hmm. or for your perspective. And it's, it, it's a very satisfying thing yeah. Uh, because most people don't get to watch all the best picture nominees or all the all the performances by the best actor or best actress, but they certainly get here in one and a half hours can see everything in the category and really have a view and win their football their uh, Oscar pools.
0: Purpose. Yes, I was just going to It's funny <laughs> I think we, We've been doing this too long because I was just going to say This could be the tiebreaker in your Oscar pool And it, and it's such a so, Such a wonderful way to win If you win because exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, before I let you go Carter, I want to once again Remind people that they can see these in theaters They're currently, as we speak, in theaters But they're going to be out for another week or two In theaters here in Los Angeles And all around Is there a particular site that they can go to to sort of get a an idea
1: of where uh, they are. Yes, just uh, look up the Oscar Shorts. Uh, it's uh, you know Shorts TV forward slash the Oscar Shorts, but just Google the Oscar Shorts. And uh, there's a, a find a theater near you right on, right there.
0: Right there, and also let's uh, one last thing is for people who are interested in finding out about what you do with Shorts HD and your sort of your part of this uh, the story. Tell us a little bit more. I know it's on multiple platforms, but tell people what what, what why they should be uh, signing on to to uh, Shorts HD.
1: Oh, thank you. Short short uh, or TV. We, we've. So, it's Shorts TV. Yeah. We we have uh, Shorts TV is on currently uh on DirecTV and CenturyLink and uh Google Fiber lots of the the cable systems in America and all over Europe. Uh we're launching um and it's a a TV network just a cable TV channel that shows short movies all day long. So if you like movies and watching cool movies short movies are cooler. <laughs> they're shorter. And uh we'd love for you to join us. We're launching a new service in India in April and in uh May we're launching in Latin America. So it's a it's not it's it's a it's a type of uh film that audiences that the audiences are really growing fast and so it's a it's really fun to to be there to see it
0: well congratulations to shorts tv and to you carter as as this ambassador this wonderful ambassador for uh, film as as well as the short format and i look forward to this every year thank you so very much for being here on film school again we've been speaking with carter pilcher uh see these films you can see them in theaters you can go to shorts tv and it'll come you're right and it pops right up uh for uh, finding locating where these films can be seen
1: Great, Mike. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much.
1: You bet. Take care.
0: You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar.